Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial on the big screen, accompanied by the symphony orchestra performing the score live, May 3rd and 4th at 7.30 at the Paramount. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Tuesday. It is the 29th of November. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. In northwest Iowa yesterday, the Spirit Lake Community School District voted to finalize plans to allow 10 non-teaching staff members to be armed in schools. As IPR's Kendall Crawford tells us, the district hopes the new emergency protocol will better protect students in the case of an active shooter. Staff, chosen by Superintendent David Smith, will have to undergo extensive training by local law enforcement in order to carry, including marksmanship and tactical training. Spirit Lake High School Assistant Principal Josh Beloit has attended some of the training sessions. He says he believes it's the best way to protect the children. Who better to protect them than 10 people that love them and are willing to put their lives for them? And if I want somebody to do that for my children, who better not to do it than myself or somebody else's children? Local police chief Shane Brevik recently came out against the policy but district members say they are relying on law enforcement support to implement the emergency response plan. In central Iowa, a student brought an unloaded gun to Ankeny's Northview Middle School yesterday. The school's principal told parents in a statement, Principal Jay Slight says other students reported to school officials that the student had displayed the gun. The Des Moines Register reports Slight says students responded immediately and followed the right process. Ankeny police referred questions to the school district, which provided only the statement from Slight. It did not immediately respond to the newspaper regarding questions about whether there would be charges in connection with the case, where the student got the gun, if the student was taken into custody, or whether the gun was taken from the student. Governor Kim Reynolds announced yesterday that a Mitchellville Elementary School teacher is the 2023 Iowa Teacher of the Year. Crystal Colbert says she knew from a young age that she wanted to be a teacher. I had a lot of amazing educators in my own life who helped kind of shape that for me. I remember from a very young age, I had teachers who made me feel valued and loved and respected. And I could really tell that they cared about me as a person and they cared about my success in the future. She says every child learns in a different way and it's her job to help them understand that. Colbert lives in Altoona and made her comments in a Department of Education video. The USDA is predicting the average corn yield in Iowa this year will be 202 bushels an acre. That's just a couple of bushels short of last year's record. Iowa State University agriculture economist Chad Hart says drought conditions had a mixed impact on yields. Western side of the state faced more of those drought problems as we move over, especially into east central Iowa. Uh, we saw some record yields from some producers there. And so when we add it all up for Iowa, it's actually a pretty good production year. Commodity prices are strong, and the USDA predicts farm income nationwide will be about 5% higher than in 2021. Initial USDA projections for 2023 suggest Iowa farmers will plant more acres of corn next spring. Hart says lingering drought conditions have been a concern for farmers in each of the past two growing seasons and will be again in 2023. And authorities have released the name of the eastern Iowa girl who died in an ATV crash the day before Thanksgiving. The Iowa State Patrol's accident report indicates 13-year-old Charlie Ingleken of Manchester was a passenger on an ATV on Wednesday afternoon when the 14-year-old boy driving the four-wheeler lost control. 
The patrol's report says the vehicle was on a road south of Manchester. It rolled into a ditch, and all passengers on the ATV, including the girl, were ejected, and then she was hit and killed by the ATV. There's a winter weather advisory in effect for portions of northern and western Iowa today. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. For the last half century, Iowa has been the first state to choose a presidential nominee. But that may change later this week for Democrats when members of the Democratic National Committee will decide on the 2024 presidential nominating calendar. I talked with Democrats in Iowa ahead of these meetings in Washington, D.C. that begin on Thursday. First off, how did the only Iowan in these calendar talks feel going into these DNC meetings at the start of the year? Terrified. <laughs> That's Scott Brennan, a longtime member of the committee and a two-time former state party chair. The former head of the DNC, Tom Perez, hated caucuses. And so I knew going into 2022 that it was going to be an uphill battle the whole way. But it's almost December and Iowa is still first for now. Members on the DNC Rules and Bylaws Committee say they want states that are competitive in a general election going early. They favor primaries over caucuses and diverse states. That's a lot going against Iowa. Brennan argues the early window of Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina results in Democrats winning the popular vote. That's how the process should work. Sometimes you get a Barack Obama who comes out of Iowa and that carries him on. But if you recall, even in 08, Barack Obama won Iowa, and then Hillary Clinton won New Hampshire. The state party has proposed changes to the caucuses to please the group. People would mail in presidential preference cards. They'd be counted on caucus night when a winner would be declared. This summer, Iowa was among 16 states in Puerto Rico auditioning in D.C. to go early. Some of the members seemed interested in replacing Iowa with another Midwestern state. Here's committee member Mo Alethi in July discussing the presentations. Minnesota, I thought, was very strong. Michigan was very strong. And I give a lot of credit to Iowa for hearing the concerns of this committee and reimagining what their caucus could look like. The committee planned to make a decision in August, but pushed it until after the midterm. So how did the midterm go in Iowa for Democrats? We kind of got our butts kicked across the board. That's Ross Smith from Waterloo. He's a former Democratic state lawmaker. Like he said, Democrats didn't have a great election night. Republican Governor Kim Reynolds was reelected by 19 points. Senator Chuck Grassley also won by double digits. And the last remaining Democrat in Iowa's D.C. delegation lost. Smith was a rising star. He launched a bid for governor but dropped out when he couldn't get support from his own party. He has a lot of problems with the Iowa Democratic Party but still argues the Iowa caucuses should be early in the calendar, partly because it's less costly to run here. Maybe this is old school, but at 35, I hold dear to the process of connecting with another human being to talk about our issues. If you lose that, then you're just paying for elections. And, and that's not representative to dem democracy, right? That's not a people first government. There's also a state law that says Iowa's caucuses have to go before any other primary election. And the Republican legislature won't change that. There are Democrats here who don't fault the National Party for wanting to move on. Vanessa Marcano-Kelly became an American citizen before the 2020 caucuses. She volunteered for Bernie Sanders in 2016 and 2020, then caucused for him. She's disappointed national Democrats don't see the Iowa caucuses as diverse and multicultural. 
Ahead of the DNC meeting in December, she knows it could be the end of an era. I wasn't part of that era for too long. Like I was only able to participate just one time. And so and, and the, the one time that I did get to participate, it, it's kind of a disconnect because it's like I participated in a bilingual caucus that had child care and, you know, heard of other caucuses that were being run in four languages simultaneously. The full DNC would need to finalize any decision early next year. Meanwhile, Republicans flirting with a presidential run will be spending time in Iowa with or without the Democrats. This is Here First from IPR News. Find this podcast wherever you subscribe so you can listen every day. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening.